uh, un unachievable dream, right? At least for me, that's how it was. So I never thought of this as a career option until, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the moment it changed actually. Even uh, seeing YouTubers and all, I thought I could never do it. But then um, Musical.ly is what changed that, uh, this whole thing around for me. When Musical.ly um, started getting popular, I actually uh, started using it before it got popular in India. Okay. And uh, like seeing the potential of that app, like seeing what all was possible on that app, it was like pretty crazy. So what, what we know now in Reels, Musical.ly started it way back then, right? The short form, um, super quick, super easy yeah. video uh, creation, like everything is available on the app these features these edits that i used to think oh how do people do that how do people do this it was just like you could click it and it would like be on your video so it was very cool how musically sort of revolutionized video <laughs> editing i don't know how to like uh, put it in words but basically yeah that's i think musically is what changed everything for me mm -hmm. definitely now, which is now known as tiktok by the way <laughs> oh okay so it, it sort of empowered creators, right? Who didn't have yeah. access to like editing software and stuff to do it all on your phone. Exactly. And like establish your own style and your own place in this world that is sort of global in a sense because there were so many people using Musical.ly at that time. And yeah. um, you became quite popular using Musical.ly as well. And I think- <laughs> Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get caught in that wave when it like- just became like a hit in 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 India and they realized that oh second largest population in the world okay this is right. something <laughs> we can definitely do something with this so it was musically was everywhere and I was just lucky that I got caught up in that you know that whole wave it's it's quite interesting how uh, you know a lot of people when they are in college they're still sort of trying to figure out what they want to do with their life but you got a glimpse into what your future could possibly look like with Musical.ly and like with content creation, right? Um, but there's also an alternative career path that you possibly could have envisioned in college. And um, let me just list your achievements in this particular arena. Um, first runner-up times, fresh face 2015. Oh my God, no. <laughs> that same year. Crown Miss September for two consecutive years. Did you ever consider taking going forward in the pageant world like as a career no not at all so it's like you know co college the 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 time you have in college mm -hmm. it's kind of like no rules you can do whatever it's just for those <laughs> at least it, that's what it felt like well I really love dance as you may have noticed <laughs> so but when I was in school I never got as many opportunities as I would have liked <laughs> So I had decided in college, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, whatever I can do. So I decided I'm going to, you know, try everything that I want to my heart's content. And that's just how I, this pageant thing actually just happened. Obviously, you know, when you make like, uh, when you join college, the college team, they'll be like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. So when the list of uh, um, events would come out, I didn't know actually that, that there was a pageant, mm -hmm. but there was a fashion show. So I was a part of that fashion show. Hmm. The fashion team, okay. the college team oh. <laughs> for my department. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so that fashion show just sort of 
if I remember it correctly, it just sort of evolved into a, a pageant because suddenly they were like, okay, now from all the teams, we're going to sort of like, you know, shortlist and then like do stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay. This, so that just sort of happened. So the Miss Etheraj, the one that I won for my college was uh -huh. like the beginning. Mm. So then, then because I won that, they were like, when this uh, Times fresh face came to college they were like oh you should participate like you know so that just sort of happened uh, I didn't envision it as a career option or when you said that I was like okay the nine to five job that I thought that I would I'd take that that's what I was thinking you pulled a sneaky on me I like but um since you were winning all these competitions did people come up to you and they were like hey you know there's like miss tamilnad or like there's this there's that do you want to like take part um i don't remember anybody saying miss tamilnad and all because i'm not like very tall or you know perfect <laughs> my cousin is laughing here <laughs> i'm not like you know a greek model uh, sort of like you know features or anything I don't, I don't think that ever happened nobody reached out to me for miss tamilnad but yeah no i did get to movie offers a lot mm -hmm. but yeah that that, that happened <laughs> um did you never did you ever act in a movie like even a small role no 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 <laughs> I feel like I, I've gotten so many offers and I may have envisioned, you know, envisioned some. So I, I was like, suddenly, wait, did I know? <laughs> <laughs> was there any ever um, like one project you might have said no to or do you just not feel like you want to enter the film industry at all? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't want to enter the film industry. I feel like uh, even social media itself, I initially thought that, you know, this is my space. I can control it. I can do whatever yeah. I want. I can, you know, say no, say yes, this, that, and stuff like that. But obviously when you start working, you start, you know, doing things is when you realize some things, even if you want to say no, you don't. Yeah. Um, and you sort of like let let go on these little little things uh and you start doing that and it'll snowball that's mm -hmm. it's just human nature i i feel like so in an in an industry like films uh i i just don't feel like i have enough control i think that's yeah. what it is for me mainly what were some things in content that you thought you would like never do but you ended up doing and it turned out to be great or like not so bad yeah, so um, initially I was all like, oh, you know, I'm not going to uh, promote anything and everything, which I still do keep up to uh, a certain extent. Like I obviously never promote anything that I don't believe in or that I feel would, uh, you know, not benefit people or would harm anybody. I mean, if you actually think about it, I guess junk food is one <laughs> of my vices but we're not gonna talk about that right now <laughs> but yeah um initially I was like no I'm gonna be so picky but um it the, it all played into my whole process of like the the stages of when I was sort of realizing that maybe I can't do this due to a lot of personal and you know external reasons and stuff like that i I, I went through that whole process of understanding how like it's okay to try stuff yeah like 
right now i'm in the mindset where i'm going to be a yes man mm-hmm. to a certain extent i'm going to be a yes man i'm going to not limit myself from opportunities yeah so initially i was like i oh i won't like for example um, what's one thing oh i promoted a bank app once before i would have thought who who's going to use a bank app like i don't use a bank app so like you know, <laughs> I, i'm not going to promote that or not but like it turned out to be uh, one of my uh, po- more popular videos like a lot of people enjoyed that even like from my family and stuff i was like wow that is weird even when i was making it you know this old mindset sort of seeps through sometimes yeah. like what am i doing why am i doing this <laughs> but then once the you know result came out you know everybody was like really appreciative of that so these are these are things that make you realize you know when you stop yourself is when a lot of actually like you, you are your biggest obstacle yeah i don't know where this conversation started from and where i how i reached <laughs> that point but anyway it's, what was it's a very interesting insight because um a lot of creators you know before you start working with brands you have like a clear set of what you want to do what you don't want to do and sometimes there are a lot of associations that um you think doesn't make sense but yeah. once you yeah. understand it better and you're like oh this would be a really great fit for me and then when you actually try it you're like i'm so glad i said yes to the opportunity so there are multiple factors that go into it but ultimately you have to be able to stay true to yourself right and be like okay this is something i would in my heart i don't feel comfortable doing and you like have to take a stand on that even if the money is really good and that's that's a yeah. big call that you take as a creator um yeah. you know if if content creation was a company you would be with your level of experience a mid level or a senior employee by now and you are someone yeah you're like 5 6 years of experience oh okay i guess if you could <laughs> for me i i i just always feel like a fresher especially because i told i just before the call started i told you um i only started uh, uh monetizing my from like my content just a little over a year Mm-hmm. so i feel i still feel like a fresher because i i think that's another i guess external uh, effect you know unless you're making money you're not worth it or you know you're not important what you're doing is not important so i guess that sort of played into my head also because of a lot of reasons i kept um like stopping and starting my content like i was very inactive for many years on yeah. and in between so i can't say I, i don't feel like it's right for me to say i've been doing this for 4 or 5 years because i haven't been like continuously just right. here and there from 4 or 5 years ago <laughs> i don't think i'd be a senior level yet oh, in a company okay. in this continuation <laughs> but i mean people who have been following your work know you from so many years like they've seen you grow up from being this like college girl to now like working and there are so many people who feel like such a huge part of your journey right and a lot of content creators also really look up to you because i remember like nirmal and i both have come to you and we're like oh nagma what do we do in this situation you know when it comes to brand collabs cuz it's it's like super new to us um so before you joined an agency uh, who was that person guiding you or did you have anyone guiding you through this process nope <laughs> i was so before uh, when i when i mentioned i was going on and off between uh, a few years ago and all there was one point where i could have like taken off like my my career my social media career could have like taken off but at that point i stopped i had to stop mm-hmm. 
and there was there was like a person which i thought could guide me like he was just starting out an agency which is doing really well now by the way oh okay so i thought like in my head i for some reason i thought okay you know what now i can't do this but whenever i can i'll maybe come back to him but i never did you know i just felt like oh i oh it was just all part of the process of like you know the whole uh, self doubt the whole everything that was like going on when i tried to get back into this i was like no i'm not good enough to be approaching someone like him now he's in a big position and mm-hmm. you know um, all that stuff so like i was like pretty i feel like i was uh, alone mm-hmm. through that journey initially because i had no clue what to do where to do how to do like when you and nirmal came to me it was just <laughs> after i myself sort of like figured stuff out so you you guys, you guys got lucky when you came to me i had lots of experience or anything <laughs> so yeah I, initially i was like i i used to charge peanuts i would like i i would rather die actually than tell you guys how much i used to charge for some you know some of my work it was quite pathetic <laughs> and now i feel like you know because hype came into my life and they, like they signed me on i've learned so much and they've also given me so many amazing opportunities so right. yeah initially i was i don't know where i was <laughs> yeah this thing is so opaque because even when i was like looking up on you know what to charge according to your metrics and how much it should be and stuff there's barely any information online like nobody reveals anything and oh, the only yeah. way you get any insights is to talk to someone and many people are in a position where they don't know anyone personally they feel shy to talk to creators right it's it's like quite difficult so what kind of advice would you give someone who's a budding content creator who wants to do paid collaboration or just enter that zone like what should they keep in mind um i'd say the best thing is what you just said talk to people like i know it's hard even for me it was very hard like i was in, like in my shell i was like oh my god even though i knew lots of creators from like having met them before and stuff i was so like shy and so like underconfident in myself that i couldn't even bring myself to ask people how to do this what to do this you know so just talk just talk to people like that would be the best like people who've done this before would be like the best people to help you and um, if you talk to enough people you can sort of like get an idea of how this market works or how people charge based on what they charge and uh, and also of course your own value and what you want to achieve and what you think you're worth that's like top like top priority yeah. and don't like settle on that because there'll be lots of people to tell you oh oh that's too much or obviously any any client will al- always try to get the lowest and cheapest price out of you but uh, and there'll also be lots of people who will say oh why are you charging so much you'll miss out on opportunities nobody right. will take you you'll find someone cheaper well that's fine that opportunity is not for you then like if you know that's you, you shouldn't like compromise on your um, um, self worth yeah and i'm giving full gyan but i'm also <laughs> still working on that right now <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i'm the biggest people pleaser the reason i used to charge peanuts is because i could not for the life of me like mm-hmm. ask what i was worth or you know what i felt should be given to me and um, uh, that's another reason why hype is such a big blessing for me because <laughs> when the agency signs you on they take care of like in negotiations yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that right so 
<laughs> the kind of yes man that I, the kind of people pleaser that I was. Mm-hmm. Like if someone said, "You pay us to like," I believe I take my money also. Like that, that's what I would, I would have done. That that's how bad I was. But it is very. It's a very awkward conversation to have because, unlike any other service you would provide, content creation is an extension of yourself and your personality. So it's very hard to put a price on it. And when someone uh-huh. says. it's too expensive can you put this amount it's like you you're like am i worth that much like i i don't know this space and it becomes very 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 awkward so it's definitely much like so helpful to talk to people and i think even when you talk to people you realize a disparity because someone will quote one price and the other person with the same following will quote a much higher price or a much lower price and then you're like what is going on like i don't know what to do so <laughs> Yeah, I guess like point. yeah, so many things come into play, you know, like the type of content, the the effort, the hours you're putting in, mm-hmm. your skill, your experience, um what else? And I think mainly what brands would, would look for is your engagement, not actually your number of followers, but your engagement, like how uh real are those followers that you have basically. So that's these are a lot of things that will obviously come into play among many other things. But yeah, it is it is very like difficult to venture into in this space especially in india because like when i used to start i used to search how much to charge for one yeah. post and <laughs> it will come out this many thing with this much usd you should charge i was like oh i could become a millionaire very easily this way then <laughs> but boy was i wrong <laughs> like there's very very little information out there for indian creators like yeah and all of them are in yeah. dollars and you're like yeah. oh that's a lot of money yeah. the, the that, that's big money actually but exactly. those are those numbers are not applicable <laughs> absolutely and the what like when you're starting out the numbers that a brand offers you you're like what what i thought it was going to be like at least 50 dollars but it's like 50 rupees you know on a scale of comparison <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god yes okay. it's quite it's a, it's a bit difficult and it's a bit uh, intimidating and all of those things but then again every single job out there is intimidating in the beginning and you are clueless and you do start somewhere in every single career every single job so you just look at it like that and this is something if if you really like doing then all worth it that's true that's true uh speaking of jobs um you've interned at a lot of creative agencies right over the years Have you ever worked like a full-time nine-to-five jobs or job or like have you wanted to? I mean, I know you had thought about it in college, but like after that, with the talents and the skills that you had, did you ever see yourself doing a nine-to-five? Um, initially, I thought I wanted to because I was convincing myself of what you know my external forces were convincing me of. I was like, yeah. that's that's what i should do and right. that's the right thing to do or you know stuff like that this is what i need to do and you know so there was a time where i thought i wanted a job mm-hmm. but uh, you know with uh, my experiences and all of that i try very quickly came to realize i do not want a job especially <laughs> in like, you know this uh, something that's not creative like right something that's not content creation basically i did not actually want to do i realized okay um, after a, a very difficult few years um but yeah initially like i i did intern at a lot of places and so i interned in uh, dubai mostly mm-hmm. in companies in dubai and the thing 
with interning here i guess maybe it's true for many places i've never interned in hang on that's not that's not true i have interned in india once okay. so i guess it is kind of true for um, most places when you intern you do do a lot of work mm-hmm. but it's like you're not a part of that company yet yeah. or you're not actually you know working or you know i don't know how to explain it but all those years that i interned i feel like um, there was one job that really like sucked the life out of me i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this stuff mm-hmm. um but um uh, in the end like in you know it, things didn't work out i feel like not just because uh, of whatever that company was going through but also because i guess this was, that was not meant for me i was meant yeah. to be here okay so like yeah those i i don't like talking about those years actually they're like bad like it's like a trigger point <laughs> but the job um, yeah. uh, that you were thinking of doing what sector would that have been in like in an alternate so, reality what would nagma be doing <laughs> if if you want to talk about alternate reality from when i was a kid i had a lot of uh, you know as any other kid you start off with so many like you i started off i think my first ever thought of wanting to do anything was an actress mm-hmm. i know that for sure then when i started going to school as uh, like uh, you know when all the all the other kids are saying i want to be doctor i want to be this that i i i knew that i wanted to be something not that right <laughs> so i thought something up and i was like i want to be interior designer yeah i've never heard anybody anybody my age say that i want to say that <laughs> and then i realized okay no actually i think i want to be a fashion designer but then obviously i grew out of that and you know it it just keeps changing as you grow up right um but once i reached like a a, a place in my life where i actually had to do a job <laughs> then i was like um okay i guess um, i know i i like be, being creative right. i know from my few experiences making a dub smash <laughs> i know that i like you know stuff like that something related to social media so i thought okay social media marketing is my right. you know that's going to be my thing that's going to be my career path <laughs> now it's massive but i think like a couple of years ago it was just emerging right and people didn't really know the potential that it had no i think like when i by the time i got out of college it was like it was the next big thing like it's so much potential everybody needs social media all companies need to be on social media you know so that sort of uh, like uh, what do you say that um, what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> that change in, uh, <laughs> you know when you know the whole world goes to the, what do you, what do you call that that phenomenon i guess it was like <laughs> what what am i trying to say <laughs> <laughs> basically the whole world was realizing what social media is you know the potential in it so yeah it was around that time when i decided okay i want to be in social media marketing oh nice uh that that's pretty uh, clear insight for someone coming straight out of college uh, regardless of the phenomenon <laughs> i think you were <laughs> um, one i mean everybody sees this like popular great side of social media that you post videos you get so much popularity love and money and all of that but then there's also the unwanted side and for many women it feels like an inevitable side of social media where people ha- you know for women it's like an inevitable part of life so social exactly. media is just another part of that life <laughs> exactly yeah 
spot on exactly what you said um and you had you had put, mentioned in a video about how you there was an incident where someone was talking you online when you were in college and it went on for a while as well and i mean rightfully so like you had become withdrawn from social media you didn't interact as much and you'd also you know gotten off social media in between when you did come back um did how did you change your approach to social media what changed in your relationship to social media that's actually a really good question like i've i've never i've never thought about that but i think definitely like when i came when i came back after all that i'd sort of been through mm-hmm. uh, obviously like i was you could say i was a different person yeah uh, i didn't have that spark in me i feel like mm-hmm. i had i had definitely lost that spark that fire and it was uh, it was very difficult to get that back so initially like when i tried to come back for me it was like i was very scared and uh, scared of messing up scared of um, uh making people say even more than they already are that you know i shouldn't be doing this so i was very withdrawn and like i i wouldn't <clears throat> like you said i wouldn't interact with my followers much at all i wouldn't uh, i would keep away from dms a lot like it, dms it, even now it gives me like anxiety like you know uh, letting like a stranger into my inbox that's yeah, it's yeah. A, like that's how i look at it like uh, that's how it, it makes me feel so it's kind of hard like don't get me wrong now i i do like want to create like i i want to have that feeling of family with my yeah. followers it's i i want that so bad but i'm still coming out of that whole you know shell yeah. that uh, that i ended up building so initially i was like that i was very i feel like i was quite, quite distant and when i came back that is i feel like i was quite distant and not very interactive and very uh, reserved yeah with my interactions yeah i i totally relate with what you said because um even when i asked you the question and, and like you knew where the question was going like immediately you just felt that that like sort of weight that vibe and, yeah yeah that vibe and like i feel that too even if i'm not having a conversation with someone about it but if i'm just thinking about what's happened in the past and like you said like you feel so um afraid like I, even i stopped replying to dms because i was like i don't know who i reply to what way they'll take it in and how far they'll take it because it's happened once exactly. yeah i never want it to happen enough. again and um I think I've gotten more proactive in blocking people because the minute they turn, like you know the tone, right? You know when they start doing weird stuff. Like now, I'm like I'm not giving people a chance anymore. Like exactly. you're right, you become a different person, and yeah, it's it sucks, but you feel like it's prepared you in a way. It's made you stronger, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because I think earlier I was so naive on social media. Like I would, <laughs> like. if i'm taking a video i wouldn't really think about oh you can see my house or you can see this or you can see that but now i'm like oh my house no like i'm so careful about that so yeah it's it's a it's a tough place man but um yeah apart from that i mean kudos to you you've come back like and how when and your videos also uh, i think what a lot of people love about you is is your confidence and the joy that you bring through your videos and even in person having met you and interacted with you in person you bring so much joy and warmth 
every time you walk into your room so it's always a joy hanging out with you and also <laughs> um another thing that i i mean one one something that made me respect you so much like i always i started following you i think last year in feb or something i seen some dance video of yours and i was like damn this girl can dance really well and then i started following you and i was like watching your videos but um something that really really made me respect you so much was a stand that you took on social media and for a creator there's always a very huge internal conflict when taking a stand on any issue especially when it's political or it's geopolitical uh because like on one side you feel like a duty because you are a creator you feel like you have this platform so it's your duty to speak out but at the same time a lot of brands when they are working with you have this clause that you cannot be speaking about anything political or controversial so you're afraid about your livelihood and the third part is your audience because one half is like why aren't you speaking about this and the other half is like why are you speaking about this stick to entertainment so when you were talking about the the palestine issue and this shik jara incident last year uh you weren't just saying it to make a stand or to speak because people were speaking like you were constantly putting out updates you were putting out links to humanitarian aid and you were talking about it in a way that you wanted your audience to become aware of what was happening and i know that that is really difficult like people do not realize how difficult it is to do that as a creator because it has huge ramifications on not only your brand collaborations and your livelihood but also your reach you had posted a screenshot i remember of your story where the reach of all your other stories were like really high but of the story which had that information was quite low so um like what was going through your mind when you decided that you need to speak up about this um <clears throat> i feel like i've always kind of been the person to uh speak up about things like call out the bullshit like mm-hmm. excuse my language like i i i feel like i've always kind of been that person um obviously that also changes over time and with life experience like you said you when your livelihood comes into play when mm-hmm. you know uh, freaking 2 lakh people have uh, opinions about what you have to say what you do what you think how you blink how you sit stand you know all that obviously does take a, like a toll on you to an extent it definitely has on me i feel like um, you know when you brought this up i feel like uh since then or even like even a little before that also like i haven't been speaking out about things that i would like to as much yeah anymore i feel like because uh, you know like you said it does take a toll on your mental health to a to a large extent i am still that person who wants to you know speak out about a lot of things my god there's so many things i want to talk about actually but i don't because because of these experiences and and uh, you know how it affects you and your life and um, it's it's like a constant battle between your your uh, conscience and your like i'm always fighting this sort of guilt of not speaking out yeah and also uh, it's like a cycle of also getting scared of you know if i speak out what happens what you know how it, it affects me and it's like this constant like oh i'm i'm so selfish to think of me in this situation but then again like you know if i don't do it in the right way then it's not helping anybody yeah so it's it's like a, a constant and vicious like battle internal battle internal and external battle i feel like mm-hmm. um but what is the question sachin <laughs> what was <laughs> your mind when when the whole palestine thing was happening 
okay um, okay yeah when did you what were you thinking of when you did you think about the consequences in a sense before you decided to speak up i didn't think about it i didn't think think about consequences at that point at all uh, i feel like um even even though i said like i have these internal battles i always try to sort of like push past and sort of see the bigger picture right yeah so that's definitely what uh, uh, at that point it was like no i want i need to speak about this like people need to know about this and um, that whole experience was actually a little um how do you say kind of like a game changer for me i feel like because okay. <clears throat> uh if i'm not wrong uh the palestine issue is i think the last social issue that i've spoken extensively about mm-hmm. and um i think what made me sort of change is um hearing a lot of people come to me like you don't talk about india you don't talk about india enough you don't talk about you know there are so many issues in your own house like why, why don't you talk about that why don't you talk about this why don't you, you know, there's like the list is endless there's always lots of problems everywhere especially where we are so it sort of made it also it did make me realize that yeah you that is right actually i do actually want to uh, talk about what's happening here in my own country as well but it's not as easy as it is to like you know in the sense that this is genuinely me saying i fear for my life when i talk about something because of who i am my religion you know everything so i do that that is like a genuine fear that i have yeah. and um, yeah, and you see these days the tolerance level is just going lower and lower and lower you know i don't know who might you know when i say something i don't know who's going to probably like uh, find my address show up and like i don't know take me it could happen it's not uh, impossible it is happening it's happening in front of our eyes yeah. so it's a, it's a constant fear like i also this whole experience was very humbling i feel like mm-hmm. uh, because uh, before i used to be like that person who would point fingers and be like hey you big creator why are you not talking about these things i i, I didn't go ahead and say this thing but i would think it you know like yeah. oh god you know how you they're so like oh they're playing it safe but mm-hmm. here i am now playing it safe myself yeah. because i realize how it affects me what what all comes into play and how it takes a toll on everything <clears throat> your mind your you know your work everything uh so like i guess it was definitely like a humbling experience but i do know that i still want to keep uh, uh, bringing awareness to whatever i can mm-hmm. uh, i'm just like uh, i'm doing it at my own pace now i'm 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 still working on coming out of this sudden like i i built after this whole palestine issue i built a, a shell around me i feel like mm-hmm. because a lot of things happened at that point right. and um, uh, so i'm still coming out of that i feel like and uh, yeah so yeah that's that's what i have to say about that it's i think it's going to be interesting for people to hear this perspective of a creator in this position um also considering um you know factors of your gender your your religion where you live and all of that that everything comes at a cost and everything you do as a creator you become hyper aware of what you're putting out on social media it's not like when it was your personal page when you had like 200 300 followers you say anything and everything on your story uh, now you realize yeah now you realize that everything you put out 
has consequences and has ramifications just because of the reach that you have. So um, hats off to you for uh, speaking up when it was needed. And like me, I was a fall. Like I didn't know you personally then, but I was a follower and it, it stuck so hard with me. So you had an impact on me and a great use of your platform, I must say. Um, one more thing that people know you for <laughs> is that you look a lot like Samantha Ruth Prabhu. In fact, um, I had asked question, people right to send in their questions for this. And one of the questions, I'll, I'll get I'll get to that at the end of this episode. But one of the questions was literally this. Hi, please tell Samantha Chechi to put her next dance video soon. <laughs> I was like, what? This is taking it on another level. <laughs> but uh, I know that people do recognize you as Nagma, that Maluchik when you're in public. But has anyone recognized you by mistake as being Samantha Ruth Prabhu? Yeah, <laughs> but it was a bunch of really small kids. Huh. <laughs> it was like uh, I went to a shop with my mom. There were these uh, four or five, uh, like very young kids. They were like staring at me like anything. And then at some point, like I think I passed by them or something, and I and I heard something Samantha Chechi or Samantha uh, Akka, something like that. So I heard Samantha, and uh-huh. they were like. And one of them, and then one of them came up to me and like, Akka, Samantha, are you Samantha? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe. But they were like very young. Like they, you know, it's very easy for them to have. But otherwise, no, like adults have never <laughs> obviously uh, <laughs> mistaken me for Samantha. But yeah, I, yeah. like it must... I, I know like it's it's nice being compared to someone who's so talented and beautiful but at the same time it's kind of awkward also when like I know a lot of people were tagging you when she had posted like the news of her divorce or anything else they're <laughs> <laughs> not the same person guys <laughs> yeah now I've just reached a point where like it's it's gonna be a part of my life I feel like I've just accepted it <laughs> now it doesn't like uh, bother me as much initially it was just everywhere like everywhere I went and I, I think now it's more obviously like the the more followers you get the more people that start saying the same thing right <laughs> so now it's more I feel like but uh, it, it's like I don't know what what, what do I do about it <laughs> change yeah. my face <laughs> no never please <laughs> but so, speaking yeah. of your face you have one of the most expressive faces on the internet like in what in are these the segues dude <laughs> I know I like it I know <laughs> But no, really, you are so expressive, and on your YouTube videos and on your Instagram videos, see exactly. I I have I, I definitely have to put out a video version of this. This was another, yeah. This was another like one of the questions. Like, please, ma'am, please put out video version of podcast. We want to see her expressions, ma'am. I was like, <laughs> so cute. But all of the comments are like love your expressions in love with your expressions and I also commented dude your expressions like it is so amazing how expressive you are but do you feel at times it could be a disadvantage when all your emotions are seen directly on your face (laughs) um (laughs) I guess it could be (laughs) 
<laughs> to a large extent yeah you're right it could be a disadvantage but i don't look at it that way like mm-hmm. i'm i i i look at it like i'm being honest like what is better than honesty right mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i've never looked at it as a disadvantage people have looked at it as a disadvantage people have been like like enough with the expressions or enough with that funny face like like i've gotten like threats like you stop making that face otherwise you know stuff like that like people get Is very people online yeah yeah online online only everything happens on like all these uh, the uh, both ends of the spectrum are everything is there online only you know so yeah. on one side like, oh my god you're the best and on the other side oh my god you're the worst you i wish you were dead you know everything all that and everything in between happens online right mm-hmm. so <laughs> as many as there are people like uh, appreciating my expressions there are lots of people who don't also Mm-hmm. but that's again the it's the case with anything anything you do anywhere in life there'll always be haters there'll always be people who don't agree with you so cares about <laughs> that now <laughs> like but i do I try to keep uh, this one thing in mind uh, do you know gary v mm-hmm, yeah he's a he's a cool dude <laughs> he has a lot to say about everything in life and uh, i he's also one of the people that sort of helped me get out of like watching his videos helped me get out of a lot of like deep dark places in my life so i do look up to him a lot and i remember this one thing he always says is uh, to not let any of it get to you not just the hate but also the the high praises and you know all these lovely things that people have to say about it about you don't take anything personally because you know other like both of those things could easily get to your head like if you if you believe all the compliments too much he will be like oh i'm the freaking best yeah. or if you believe all the you know hate too much you will think you're the worst so I, it's one thing that i try to remember and i think was very valid what he keeps saying is that not to take anything personally not even the good stuff or the bad stuff i do love my audience a lot and i do appreciate everybody's love and support but it's the one thing i try to live by Well, that's awesome and i think it keeps you very humble and grounded right no matter how many followers you get yeah because otherwise it's very easy to believe that you're the best and you're great and amazing um and that makes it very difficult for people who are around you in real life when you're like i'm the shit bro <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a very thin line but i feel like uh, between letting people walk all over you if they think you're not if you do if they think that you don't think much of yourself right you know what i mean like people are there to take advantage of everything right so it's a very thin line between self love and uh, self sabotage oof quotable quote i just came up with that like damn girl look at me go <laughs> Well, wow. I should write that down somewhere. I'll go back on the recording. Yeah, yeah. Nagma once said, "Jan twenty." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you think is something that people misunderstand about you? Oh. <laughs> okay, this is funny. I've never actually addressed this publicly, mm-hmm. but um, people think that I'm very rich. because i but okay. and i completely understand also like mm-hmm. you have one iphone or you have one macbook and people you, people see that and be like 
oh, she's balling, but you don't know like probably how long someone has saved to buy that or, or one of those things could have been a gift or, you know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. people, I guess I also can't blame people because they, <laughs> if you've seen my videos, you can see that I have a little bit of space in my room, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually, it's my family, um, where I live right now was my grandmother's house. Oh, okay. so it, it's just that me and my family are blessed enough to be able to be living in such a place. It's not that we are rolling in money or, you know, it's so weird for me to say these things, but uh, because I never thought, you know, I need to explain myself to anybody. Like nobody knows anybody's struggles or, you know, where they're coming from, what they're going through. So I never thought to, you know, correct people overtly or, or point out no actually how, how do you how do you say it no actually I'm not rich like how do you say yeah. it <laughs> I'm working towards being rich that's a whole other thing <laughs> but yeah all these years lots of people thought I'm very rich because you know mm-hmm. seeing my house and all that but that's the kind I guess that's one of the misunderstandings I, I can think of right now I think if you're on the trajectory you are right now it will no longer be a misunderstanding and you'll be like yeah yeah boss game mentality <laughs> heck yes <laughs> but yeah no I mean yeah <laughs> speaking of rich no 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 I'm not going to do that segue but this is my final question okay and it's a very important question okay. um, so uh, what is the origin story of those pink sunglasses you wear everywhere <laughs> Oh my God, it's literally my cousin's uh, daughter's that I have no idea actually how it ended up in my house, but it was there and I started using it. <laughs> Later on only I found out that I, I was assuming that it was my sister's kids, um, my nephews, mm-hmm. but apparently it's not. It's uh, turns out it's my cousin's kid, which I don't know. I don't, I'm pretty sure that that baby has never been in my house before. <laughs> I've only been to their house. Oh, so you stole <laughs> from a kid? No, 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 no. That, that's not what I mean. <laughs> no. I'm, I think maybe one of my nephews itself must have ended up taking it or, you know, something okay. like that. And that's how it ended up in my house. But um, there's one toy box in my house for my nephews and, you know, all the kids that come to play. So I found it in that. <laughs> and I started using it for my videos. That's about it. But sadly, the those glasses are yeah. no more. I at least actually no. I I can't say they're no more. Uh, one lens came out. I remember. <laughs> <One> I remember. <laughs> yeah. So I stopped using it, thinking that okay, I I'll glue it and I'll fix it. But uh, I never got around to it. But you know, I think it's funnier with that one one side missing because I remember when we were filming that reel, I think you were very, <laughs> I think yeah. that was the broke, right? And you wore yeah. it. Everyone no, lost. That's not the day it broke. When did it break? It broke when I was traveling somewhere. Oh. So, but yeah, yeah, I did think actually, you know, I could uh, take advantage of this. It'll be funnier now. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know why I stopped using it. Try it. Thing you brought it up. I should start. You. I should go back to using using it again. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there are like uh, fans of that pink sunglasses. So you might start a whole <laughs> new trend. Who knows? Yeah, my manager also actually said bring bring back the pink sunglasses. Yes, it's so, so yeah, good. I should, I should definitely bring it back. 
there's something f- and i don't know when you put it on you get this whole character like it changes your vibe and it's hilarious <laughs> right do you feel like you become a different person when you wear those like you get that immediate like yeah i feel very cool actually when i wear those so yeah i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> well but please bring it back or find yeah. another kid to steal it from no <laughs> <laughs> to do all that <laughs> thankfully there's no uh, shortage of uh, little people in my family so <laughs> they keep coming so <laughs> i guess somebody will forget something in my house so i'll luck out like that <laughs> i like this oh you should just keep like a you want you want chocolate ha huh? okay you put your glasses down then you eat the chocolate <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i don't do all that but good good idea okay i'm going to uh, move on to the bit of the fan questions for nagma okay let's go oh mm-hmm. yeah. you ready fan questions hi i am manish and i wanted to know uh, what are the favorite books of malusik wow bold of you resume that things are feeding my brain <laughs> no but um oh this is another thing that kind of make makes me low key sad i used to be a very um uh, avid reader i mm-hmm. uh, but then again now when i look back at it like all grown up i realized obviously i wasn't reading the best of the best either what were you reading <laughs> i used to love um i used to love nightmare uh, on elm street uh, what am i saying nightmare on elm street uh? those um arl stein that goosebumps. was the one the, yeah goosebumps oh, nightmare on something nightmare on some street fear street oh okay 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 yeah yeah fear street the fear street i used to read like horror books and um romantic uh, novels and um what else uh, obviously you know just i say obviously like as if everybody in the world does the same thing but um, not the case i guess i used to read a lot of enid blyton right. and stuff like that but yeah those those are the days when i used to read a lot like i used to like be buried in my books but i guess um, somewhere down the line i lost touch and i think uh, for a lot of i i i feel like i've um, related to a, lo- a lot of readers on this uh, before i think uh, the whole uh, board exams phase really <laughs> takes a toll on a lot of readers i feel like because during those those times it's like you can't do anything other than study like don't do god like don't look at any other book don't look at anything <laughs> other than your <laughs> textbooks and your notes so i think that I feel like that phase sort of pushed me out of my reading phase initially Mm-hmm. i did read here and there after that but then social media came into play and obviously now none of us again i'm generalizing but at least i definitely don't have the patience for it anymore like my yeah. attention span has just like so already i didn't have much of an attention span i can't concentrate on anything for too long and now with social media and all this fast paced um you know constant cons of passive consumption of content that we do like my attention span has gone down but uh, funny that you brought this thing up it's one of my goals for this year to like get back into reading okay so yeah i hope i achieve it let me send you a list of books then which got me back into yeah, reading yeah actually yeah i'll send Please you a list do. yay cool okay. 
Next question is from Soumya Kunnar. Hi Nagma. I love your content so much. Your reels are so so funny and awesome. But there is something I just can't stop looking at and admiring is your long long hair. So so healthy and shiny and smooth and straight. How do you how do you maintain it so long and healthy? I do get this question a lot actually. <laughs> and i've considered uh, making one video just uh, <laughs> to sort of like okay so it's funny that people keep asking me this because i don't maintain my hair <laughs> i don't do anything no. i was I'm one of those very irritating i guess lucky people who got blessed with good genes mm-hmm. like my mother used to have butt length hair so wow. everybody says so i obviously got it from her um but um i keep uh, brushing it off saying oh i don't maintain it i don't maintain it which i don't actually i don't even brush my hair mm-hmm. for uh, 99% of the time i don't brush my hair i only brush my hair before i wash it okay. so that's like two or three times a week i brush my hair maybe <laughs> but uh, yeah i guess the one hair care thing that i can say that i do it doesn't register to me as hair care because i've just been on autopilot i've been doing it for so many years mm-hmm. so any time everybody asks oh, what do you do what do you how do you maintain your hair i don't think of that as right. you know, part of the process but but credit where it's due i guess it has definitely helped me the one thing that i do is i always oil my hair before shampooing always i i can't go without it because uh, it shows a very big difference in my hair like my hair if i only shampoo it mm-hmm. it becomes very rough and um hard to manage for me yeah so oiling my hair before shampoo like has i feel like definitely helped same same so much and for me like in i stopped doing that in school and college i was like yeah who does that anymore yeah same but now i like you said i see such a noticeable difference and i also see a lot of people saying like no it's a myth that oiling your hair makes it better like you shouldn't keep it and i'm like no uh, personal experience it, it has yeah. it has so much also it may be like the the malayali thing of do you put coconut oil on your hair of see. course what else <laughs> coconut oil is the holy grail for us malayalis you know it you put it on your hair you put it in your food it's amazing it's amazing body also gently sometimes fish fried in coconut oil mm it's different anyway the third question <laughs> hi i'm nada and i wanted to know how supportive is your family when it comes to video making coming from a muslim family this also i do get a lot in my dms and there are lots of like young budding creators uh from similar backgrounds who are always in wonder of you know how i make this work right so the journey has definitely not been easy mm-hmm. um there have obviously been times where um i didn't have the support that i would have liked um but it definitely shaped me into who i am today and what i uh, how in how it made me realize what i really want out of life right right so um just like the cliche saying goes just keep going like persevere if you're not hurting yourself and if you're not hurting anybody if you're not harming anybody um you're not doing anything wrong 
so as long as it truly gives you joy and it makes you happy keep going keep working hard on what you want to make happen and um, no matter how much resistance there will be eventually they'll see that oh actually okay it's not that bad she's not doing anything wrong and um, there is a lot of potential like there is a lot of if if your family's main concern is like money and you know how will you settle in life mm-hmm. uh, doing such things and you know going into this kind of a field or you know stuff like that just know social media has a lot of money in it people will pay lakhs to creators and uh, to promote brands and you know social media marketing is like um the one of like the biggest industries right now because of how you know people are directly connect, connected to these uh, creators and how much reach they have and i'm going into like technicalities but basically like if that's their worry like don't they don't have to worry about that if you keep working hard and if you keep staying consistent and true to yourself and do what's right and you know stuff like that i feel like you don't have to worry yeah. this i'm saying it very easily now because <laughs> i've come out of the the harder part like there yeah. were times when i was like i can't do this i cannot no i'm going to like i i think i'm i have to like kill myself like i'm a bit extreme like mm-hmm. i'm sorry for saying that on the podcast but like like there were like times where i was in such a bad place because i didn't have the support and i know what i want i knew what i wanted to do but i couldn't do it and i felt like there was no way to do it right but i was wrong like here i am sitting like you know thriving Yeah alhamdulillah <laughs> like no, i'm very blessed i persevered yeah hmm. so yeah just keep going man like and if you're good and if you're like i said not doing anything wrong not harming anyone not being uh bad to anyone hmm. and yourself then you don't have to worry about anything i feel like that's the thing with any career yeah they'll when it comes to our family if they don't know what it is really and if they don't have experience with it or they haven't heard enough about it every family will have concerns and doubts and you know fear and all of that yeah it's uncertain of the unknown for them like they don't know about it so that's mainly where it stems from so yeah hmm uh that's i mean apart from it being a possible career option a lot of people also face resistance from more conservative families like example you were dancing which families wouldn't like like um there are some people who do fashion which their families wouldn't like so uh how can how can someone navigate that process so <clears throat> this it's kind of difficult to answer because no one no one formula fits all right it's yeah that's the case with anything in life you, you have to experience it for yourself to know what works for you mm-hmm. so i know what i've given up on that mm-hmm. i may have wanted to do before in order to achieve these bigger priorities that i have okay like for example at 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 some point in life i would have been like you know this is how i want to dress like i i want to wear these clothes or you know i want to to express myself through fashion in this way mhm um but obviously those those were one of the things that i you know faced lots of resistance was still due to an extent mm-hmm. but i found a middle middle ground yeah 
I compromised on that one thing so that I can I can still do this for a living. I want to do this for a living, and I found my comfort in that space also. So mm-hmm. like there's you you can try to find a middle ground on things that there's a lot of resistance for, but then again, you know there are certain things that people can't give up because it's part of their identity or you know yeah. it's what truly makes them them and stuff like that. So I'm not anybody to tell you guys what you can do and you should do or shouldn't do. I just have to say, like I said before, like all keeping all those things in mind, mm-hmm. just you have to experience it for yourself and sort of figure out what works for you, I guess. And I guess in a sense also to pick your battles, right? Because there are things exactly. you can do and things you cannot do and uh, find something that works for you in a way that ex- helps you express your art if it's on social media whatever form it may be um and i think eventually as uh, i'm think a lot of families also don't understand social media they only um like they think it's a place like if you go viral it's a bad thing or it's like oh yeah. no what is going to happen and why are so many people commenting all these things and you know it's yeah. scary yeah. for them to figure that out so i think eventually like you just give it time like even now like when i i think when i hit, hit 100k my mother was like okay enough now it's enough yeah. like, oh. like, you know and, uh, <laughs> she's like no no now enough now enough so she's still um she finds it hard to comprehend that there are so many people who follow you and that's why she's all the more insistent like you know be very careful about what you're saying say the right things influence people in the right way you know show good habits don't don't try to influence them in a wrong way and like so i'm like oh, okay even with regard to the dressing part even i think there was um like a video where i had i had a little a little look little look at top but then she was my mom was like not happy she like what is this you know um you should you are you are setting an example for other people and so i didn't fight too much on it either because i can do the same videos wearing anything else and i didn't it wasn't wasn't so integral to me so i was like okay fine i mean and then you start getting comments also from people and you're like okay it's it's better i wear like loose t-shirts only it's fine like i'd rather not deal with that that's one uh, topic that oh, don't even get me started like i wish i wish we didn't have to be like yeah you know just to avoid those things yeah. let me change this one thing about myself like i wish we didn't have to do that um but yeah like in, in terms of the comments from strangers like forget about it Okay. <laughs> people are going to say anything and everything even if you're fully clad top to bottom mm-hmm. you know fully covered whatever it is you like people will have something to say yeah. nevertheless forget what people have to say but i guess like i understand where your mom is coming from because uh, definitely like mom my mom is also the same and uh, it's uh, i guess it does suck that um wearing one kind of top can make it seem like you're a bad influence yeah which i don't believe is 100% true but i get it like our, our families our parents were raised in such a time where they were taught you know to believe in those things and it's completely understandable like if especially you know if, if it doesn't it's not like you said it's not an integral part of who you are then yeah. you that's yeah. like you said pick your battles mm-hmm. you know you can fight about the things that are much more important to you to you personally Yeah if that one thing is important to you then you should fight about what you feel is right for you but yeah pick your battles basically mm exactly a total agreement on that 
Hey, last yeah. question. Hi, uh, I'm Amrita, and I'm following you since your musical era. So I know that you took a break from social media for a while. How did the audience accept you when you came back? You know, even before all this algorithm hangama started, with mm. people be like blaming the al- algorithm for everything, yeah. I sort of went on and off social media so many times <laughs> to sort of experience all all sorts of highs and lows, you know, and audience patterns and you know stuff like that. So there was a time when me not being active. didn't affect my page at all my page was still growing things were still happening people were still talking about me that's how the algorithm worked at that point mm-hmm. then there was a time when um, you know obviously the less then these algorithms started playing into uh, how how active you are and how that affects and how people you know how much people see you and think about you and you know stuff like that so when i used to take breaks um i could not think about these things because there were other things um like i was consumed by other things so i didn't pay attention to the uh, how my audience would be reacting you know to my uh, absence or how it will affect my content when i come back and stuff like that because at that i didn't know if i was going to come back so when i did come back it was every time i feel like it was different because there were times when i came back and instantly it was like i picked off where i left off mm-hmm. like people are very happy to see me back and it was just like growing like normal there were times when i came back and my comeback made the uh, my audience like dip even lower like i uh, suddenly lost like a lot of followers when i came back like it was like as if people and and that's how it is actually now like you know it's normal like people certain people who follow you for like one video they suddenly see something else of you later yeah. on and don't even remember following you or why they yeah, followed yeah, yeah. you it's yeah. perfectly normal it's happened to me also like i've followed somebody for one particular video <laughs> one post on photos and who the hell is this <laughs> who that <laughs> this person and i i pretty sure like i've unfollowed like people who are, i would have actually enjoyed content of and mm-hmm. you're rolling really, you're like learning how these things work right how human beings are like you know they we have all sorts of like we're like a whole you know there are so many factors and <laughs> science to us how do i say it phenomenon <laughs> i didn't have to say this we're not obviously one 2d picture or one 2d video that you see on the phone there's yeah. lots of things about and it's perfectly normal for people to share right i keep getting sidetracked and forgetting the for, forgetting the <laughs> 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 questions sorry oh wait okay. coming back to that huh. how did uh, like audiences what was your audience's response I, when they realized that yeah, oh, usually it's kind of the same only oh good to see you back like however you this uh, stuff like that that's the uh, general response thankfully i guess i'm blessed to say um but uh, i personally try not to think about that at all because if i keep relying on my immediate audiences like immediate reactions mm-hmm. it might might la it will affect me mentally definitely. so yeah it's it's normal it will definitely affect you so i i try not to think about the numbers or uh, you know stuff like that at all like i try to focus on my content as much as possible it's 
definitely does help when you need feedback and you need to learn something about yourself or your content and you you know you're trying to do something different on at the at those points audience feedback definitely does help but in 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 regards to when you need to take a break or you know for me like i had to i had to stop mm-hmm. and um, in in that context don't think about the audience like focus on yourself and what you need and what your mind needs and you know what you need to do for peace so in that context don't think about the audience but otherwise like yeah audience feedback does matter and uh, thankfully i guess when i come back every time it's been a good response oh so heartwarming most most times it's been a good response <laughs> and also uh, for you to be the best creator you can be you have to be at peace you have to be okay in your personal life right yes yeah most definitely yeah like if it's not all good up here it ain't going to be good anywhere else <laughs> definitely and then it becomes yeah. like this um this horrible negative loop where you're not happy you put out content you're not entirely happy with and then the feedback also is not great and you're just like oh i'm eating first it's a vicious cycle yeah definitely yeah. Awesome. We have come to the end of uh, the questions. Thank you so wow. much for being on this. And it was such a great conversation. Uh I really had a good time on this video. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, that, you know, yeah. I knew like it would be I knew this would be as in like I knew you got this. So like I I came into this not knowing anything what you had prepared for me or what nothing I knew. Uh, but I had complete faith in you and of course you didn't disappoint <laughs> i mean like you're awesome so it's easy to be with you basically easy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> that's so nice because you know like a lot of times people um want the questions in advance and i understand because you want to be prepared right but at the same time that the answers then become very like prepared and like ro- yeah like typecast ro- robotic mm-hmm. and you don't the audience also whoever is listening to this doesn't get to get the real sense of who you are where you're coming from because that's the vision i had for this podcast that your audience gets to know you better and understand you better so i think your audience will be like i was in love with nagma before but now it is forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do agree like i i love personally i love organic reactions to anything like i try to do that a lot actually like even when people send me stuff like food to eat and all them or my mother will see this and she will be definitely 100% agreeing that sometimes i when i don't feel like eating something i won't eat it and i'll have to wait like lots of days uh, till i feel like eating it so that when i record myself like it, they get like the full organic reaction of when i really truly really wanted to enjoy it and i am at that point like so i i definitely like love me some organic reactions <laughs> and i and oh, i yeah. love going in things without knowing anything about it yeah actually that takes Fine. a lot of uh, trust in a way because there have been times that i've gone into interviews not knowing what it's about oh, and yeah, been like right. traumatized by the way it was oh, handled you're absolutely right ashley you just uh, unlocked a memory for me you're absolutely right sometimes it doesn't work out uh-huh. and uh, you learn and you learn <laughs> but uh <laughs> you were to share what that interview was like oh my god actually no <laughs> okay it's all right <laughs> let's lock that memory okay. up yeah it's not it hasn't released yet so i don't think i should talk about it 
<laughs> just yet so but yeah i was just all i have to say was like some of the questions were like i was like what the hell is this like you know i i couldn't believe that they were asking me these things and and obviously i gave them like i i told them you you have to send me a rough cut before this goes live yeah. because i need to make sure that everything is i'm comfortable with everything that you're putting out because like okay obviously at that point you couldn't control it like even i went into it without any expectations or any ground rules i didn't set any ground rules so yeah. that was my bad so whenever it's someone i i don't know at all like i have no basis for what they're going to be like uh i'm just like please let me know at least their outline of what you're going to be talking about because some people get into some very personal things oh yeah and you're like i don't want to talk about it like uh when i had shared about that that stalking thing mm-hmm. that day or the very next day there were people like hey you know would you come on my podcast and talk about it hey you know i really want to talk about it and i'm like this has been such a traumatic experience i shared it once so i wouldn't have to explain anything to anyone ever and you're just like sort of trauma milking or whatever like i don't want to yeah, capitalizing on that yeah and the and the tone with which like oh this is a big exciting thing that happened and we really yeah. want to talk about it and i'm like no i don't want to talk about it anyway thank you mm-hmm. for being on this uh, podcast thank you for talking to me and um, to everyone who's listening definitely uh, go follow nagma on instagram at at that malu chick and also on youtube where she's quite active now hopefully we'll see some long form videos in short i hope so <laughs> oh i had a question um which i sort of missed out a quick question small one so you've been on dub smash musically tiktok reels and now youtube shorts which platform did you enjoy creating content on the most okay <clears throat> to be very frank i'd have to say tiktok just because of how um sort of advanced they had become in terms of like all the different types of features they had uh if i'm not wrong i feel like lots of new budding apps and you know all these apps as well i feel like they definitely do take inspiration from them and try to learn from what tiktok has achieved so far mm-hmm. it's just plain and point like they they um yeah they basically had a lot of features which creators could use and it's pretty sad that we don't have access to it anymore but yeah definitely i'd have to say um tiktok was very like there was so much you could do on that app that you actually didn't realize and i was uh, like when it got banned i was kind of loki sad initially i was like wow anyway i was not active on it then i started realizing when i wanted to get back into it i was kind of uh, subconsciously relying on those things yeah you know? mm-hmm. so i was like damn like i can't do any of those things anymore and um a lot of apps still haven't reach that point yet like a lot of apps are still like for example reels is still in i feel like it's in its baby stages like there's oh. lots of it's still learning a lot uh, from creative feedback and there's lots of bugs as any app will have when they start something new there's lots of bugs that not very creative friendly so i feel like everybody does kind of at least i assume uh-huh. you want to sort of like that that's the benchmark i, I feel like I didn't make videos on TikTok so reels was new for me and so for me I feel reels is great like it has so many options and so many features but it's very interesting to have your perspective about how TikTok is like so much more and uh, it was it really was 
people who are listening okay. please go follow her on instagram on youtube is your twitter active i don't think you're active on twitter no okay i have twitter. a twitter account if you want to follow it just for the sake of it <laughs> i'm not active on that thing <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely follow her there's she has some amazing content out there and she will definitely put a smile on your faces and give you some inspo dance inspo if you're into that or if you can't dance then you'll be like one day one day <laughs> Thank you so much once again and um goodbye have a good week Thank you so much for listening You can DM me on Instagram or email me with your feedback I'd love to know what you thought about this episode The details are in the description Also this week I'll be trying something new as part of Voice of Anchor where I'll be doing a mini series speaking to five people from different parts of India on what makes their state unique I'll see you there La 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 Now go click that follow button and share this with your friends.